Welcome internet listeners to this science series I've called Peter Hill Explains. I'm Peter Hill. Join me as I work away trying to improve my speaking skills. Through extended background reading we poke around behind the scenes and pick up on key insights. In this episode we explore... 2022, two years away, is the centenary of the first and critical experimental discovery of quantum mechanics. And to celebrate this, I'd like to propose putting a single silver atom high on a hill overlooking the city of Broken Hill at Broken Hill here in Australia. So this would be the world's most significant um, and thoughtful monument and tribute educational portal to the world of quantum physics, which so far uh, the education system, at least in Australia, has missed. And so this is a, 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 a opportunity for people to look, think and move onwards in the field of quantum mechanics. So you've picked up so far a silver atom and possibly the words uh, broken hill. So I'm just going to quickly go over the silver atom and 2022 at centenary is 1922, take you back there to the silver atom and then give you a picture of broken hill because a lot of people have seen Paris, New York, Los Angeles, uh, but uh, this is a village, a desert village, mining village in um, in outback Australia, and a magical, magical place. And I'd like to take you on a picture uh, tour of it. So, twenty twenty two, we're going to put a large artistic version of a silver atom. Obviously, if I had an individual silver atom, no one could see it. So this is a model model of one. I'll discuss discuss it then. Now, uh, there'll be a reason why the silver atom is above Broken Hill. Now, Broken Hill is got its uh, by name. Uh, it's called the Silver City. So there's a story about Broken Hill and silver, put that together. There's a story about uh, silver and the human race and the silver atom. So back in 1922, um, after sort of a hazy romantic heyday where people fooled around with tiny electrons going around nuclei, the stuff which is still taught in school, which had proven wrong by 1922, this proved all the school science wrong, but let's uh, possibly if school children actually understood what this all meant, there'd be a riot. But up to this stage, everything is kept in order. Public order is kept in order. Students dutifully learn about the small electron and the empty space atom and the sort of madness of the um, Bohr planetary atom, which is ruled perhaps for over 100 years. Um, but uh, back in 1922, Two Germans, I think one Jewish and one really, one pro-Jewish and one 
really pro-German and uh, pro, I suppose, Nazi eventually. So one went through the Nazis and one went through, after this, 10 years afterwards or beyond, uh, one went to America and one stayed in Germany. Uh, the, the two aspects, it was a beautiful story. But back then, they were just two scientists and they had uh, an idea. Um, and there's a lot of science behind it, a lot of question of why they're doing it, but they had basically a uh, small a vacuum chamber. The Germans were great in vacuum chambers, and they had a small little oven in which they put a tiny amount of silver, and they heated the silver up. And the silver would, like for silver and glass, um, form a beam. The atoms would boil up, and the vacuum was good enough that the atoms didn't hit anyone. And so once they left the hot oven, they would travel in a beam and hit some glass and silver it. So they could see this beam of atoms. And um, what they did is they put it in an intense uh, varying magnetic field. And we'll put that thing uh, in homogeneous, but varying magnetic field. So it was strong at the bottom and weaker at the top. And uh, when they did this, um, the uh, stream of atoms showed that the atoms were magnets. In fact, uh, going into it, it showed that electrons were also magnets. And they weren't just any sort of magnets. They were either magnets which pointed directly north along the uh, field lines or south along the field lines. And so in this field, this beam broke into two, one and two plus and minus. So there's a top spot and a bottom spot. And uh, this is called the Stern Galact Experiment. And it's with a, a beam of neutral... Uh, helium atoms and what it proved is it proved a whole heap of quantum mechanics all at once. It showed that electrons were not only had charge but they had magnetic field and it showed more that electrons not only had magnetic field but they had something called spin and at the end of it, it showed that they could either have two varieties of a spin, spin up and spin down. And this was really the very first, besides all the, the spectral lines that they could see and, and, and things, things like this, this was the first sort of almost touching, sort of feeling quantum mechanics. And after that, uh, we had a whole slew of quantum mechanics, which has led to computers and, and, and silicon and all that type of stuff. But this is the very first. And really, um, if you wanted to say the very first thing that, aha, uh -huh, was a silver atom. So silver is very important. And the silver atom had one electron in it, and that electron had no reason to have a magnetic field. It had a fundamental magnetic field. Now, let's take a little pause for quantum physics. As opposed to um, school physics, um, where everything has a device, uh, machinery inside it, 
Uh, so the, it's a, if the electron has a magnetic field, it must have a current in it. So it's got to have some sort of machine. It, essentially, if every model I have, I present to you, I can lift the lid with a screwdriver and show you the, the workings of it. So the, the, uh, the presumption of school physics is a lot more um, extreme science than science itself. Science itself has... Uh, quantum physics has the idea of the fundamental that is the property with no um, no um, machinery behind it so an electron has a magnetic field but it is fundamental it has no components in it no mechanism it is a fundamental magnetic field it is a, a an artifact of very advanced high dimensional maths the electron behaves as a top, but it has no components in it. It has no structure in it, like a top, a spinning top. It's got a momentum of um, uh, h bar minus plus or minus h bar different between it, the two spins. Um, yet it has no component for it. So a coin will spin, but an electron spin is the word label I use to pass through a door to higher dimension. So you've got a spin that's fundamental. Now, uh, what we would uh, do, um, normally when a child sees something with no explanation, they believe in magic. And really, in a sense, quantum physics, uh, as far as we're concerned, is magical. It's got magical, electrons have magical field, a magical magnetic field, electric field, and magical spin. Because there's behind it, there is no smaller component to an electron. You can't, you, like, you can't put a dot on an electron and watch that dot rotate around in space because that dot would be smaller than the electron. That dot would be of something more fundamental than the electron. But the electron, in terms of our universe, is a fundamental particle. So this is... Uh, the important thing in 1922, uh, these two Germans were fooling around with a silver oven producing a beam of silver atoms. Uh, this is uh, so if you heat up, uh, up a gas in a bottle, the electrons, the um, atoms bounce back and forth in all different directions, but the, and if they hit a hole in the wall, they will tend to, if they're going to escape, they will continue going in the direction through that hole. And so uh, you can create a beam. And so this beam produced this glass. Now, the famous sort of twist into this is that uh, they, they were a bit poor, so they had poor quality cigars. So you can imagine a lab in 1922, it wasn't the lab that sort of we understood, perhaps it would be a bit dirty and stuff like that. And perhaps people would be smoking, smoking cigars. And the cigars were low quality sulfurous, very low quality cigars. So the cigar smoke hit the silver mirror and revealed, this low quality cigar smoke revealed these two lobes. So if, there was, if it was to be a single circle or a series of little circles or a line or anything else but these two points the school physics would be right but this said that forevermore 
everything taught in school is incorrect. Forevermore, the atom, which is mostly empty space, electrons running around the place, that is incorrect. So this is basically like God giving you a tick or a flick. And it was God's way of you putting a big tick behind quantum physics and unfortunately a big fail. You have failed. Everything you've been taught in school is incorrect. And it should state riots. And of course, us quantum physicists uh, love beauty and calmness and we don't like riots. And so when people uh, say in school, um, if uh, is what I'm teaching vaguely correct, we'll just say, no, it's not. Um, should you panic? Well, no, don't panic. It's the human race. We've been um, wrong about, I don't know, the four elements, earth, earth fire, water, air. Um, we've been wrong about that. We've been wrong about, you know, blood circulation. Being wrong for a century, you know, that's, that's okay. But in the meantime, just get out of my face while I build drugs and, and um, you know, designer molecules and supercomputers and silicon stuff with the quantum physics. But uh, you just keep yourself busy at schools teaching them. So that's silver, a silver atom. Now, let's talk about Broken Hill. Now, Broken Hill is the silver city. It is a magical, magical place. So, <clears throat> given that really life kicked off, like multicellular life, complex life, half a billion years ago, this is sort of sex vision swimming in the sea, 400 uh, million years ago, um, uh, animals came, this is just really roughly animals came out of the ocean and, and stuff like that. A billion years ago, we had the swap over from singular cell to multicellular life. Um, and um, uh, this is the snowball earth when um, the photosynthesis went going and uh, the uh, carbon dioxide got removed from the atmosphere and the orbit changed and uh, Earth became a giant snowball, so it wasn't really cactus for everything on life. That was a billion years ago. One billion six hundred million years ago, one billion to three hundred million years ago, Broken Hill was geologically active. So it's an ancient, ancient landscape comparatively. So the the Blue Mountains, which reek of an ancient life landscape. A lot of that is 300 to 150 million years ago. Different different things happening happening in Broken Hill. Sorry, in uh, the Blue Mountains. So this is an ancient uh, land landscape, and so you you won't get fossils around here. However, we might get single cell fossils. Nothing nothing significant. However, there was a large line of ore being formed in. Well, yes, in Broken Hill. Now, it, the ore didn't find, uh, suddenly grow in a mining village. The mining village came to the ore body. So this, this ore body attracted uh, Australia's, um, I suppose, preeminent mining village. And um, 
In the ground, deep in the ground, this ore body began to grow of silver, zinc, and lead. And this ore body is about two kilometers long and deep one kilometer in the ground. But um, what happened is that the Earth's crust moved and folded, and this long ore body bent into the shape of a giant silver boomerang. One kilometer, one end of the boomerang is one kilometer down to going a length of one kilometer, roughly one kilometer down. The other, it hooks at the top, and then it's another kilometer all the way down. And this is the world's richest silver mine. And it's so rich, it has been continuously mined for over a hundred years, much longer than any, it's the oldest mining city in the world. And um, the mine has been exhausted and exhausted and exhausted, but new technology comes along. And this giant silver body called the Line of Load um, is still being mined. The tips of the, the silver of the uh, mine is still rich in zinc and um, the Chinese are going down with robots and uh, mining this. There's roughly 600 mining robot engineers. Uh, and in the centre, Japan is re-mining the silver at the top, the top of the, the mine. So this, this is um, it's sort of an international effort now. The Australians have given up. They ghost our guy. And uh, what's left is a fossil of... Um, Australian life and union culture and camaraderie of the, of the miners are left in this fantastic city. Now, the city is this beautiful um, streets are wide and they're named streets like oxide, chloride, sulphide, garnet, graphite, carbon. Uh, they're all... Uh, different mining names and uh, it's a desert city it's um so uh if you can imagine if you've got your map of australia you probably can see where sydney is and melbourne is and if you if australia was a doona and you were to punch the doona in victoria you'd create one of the world's big um basins called the murray darling basin the murray murrumbidgee there's a whole series of these long rivers and these rivers travel from a mighty height. Well, from the height of Broken Hill is one aspect of it, uh, in one direction. And a thousand, over a thousand kilometers across is the other edge. And this forms this big base. And the Murrumbidgee also goes through it, this river. And this is a very flat big base and it's the food basket of Australia. Um, oh, it's got lots of deserts in it and stuff like this. This is, this is like you could put, throw countries in it and it would swallow up into this big basin. But this big base, the Murray River, is the slowest flowing river on the planet. It takes more than a month for a drop of water to flow from the basin out. And at this point, is Broken Hill. Broken Hill is high. Uh, Broken Hill is actually 
at the back of Adelaide. Adelaide has a, um, Adelaide's in South Australia, a different state, and Adelaide has a mountain range, um, a, a truly ancient and beautiful mountain range called the Flinders Ranges. And so it goes from the Adelaide Hills up into the Flinders Ranges. The Flinders Ranges has this T section, or a section coming across, which goes all the way across out of the state into New South Wales. And at the back of the Flinders Ranges is Broken Hill. So you've got this boomerang in this hill. So this hill is sticking up high above the city. And I'd say 60 60 metres above the city is this big, um, it's a thoroughly mined hill sitting up at the top. And on top of that is a, it's called the Line of Load Hill. Above it is a visitor's, a viewing centre, a miner's memorial, because um, mining, uh, when it was done with pickaxes, was a dangerous job. And every time there was a fatality, I think there was a, a bell or a whistle would blow and people would be in the mine. And, and some years early on, you had a few hundred people die a year. And so uh, what would happen is you'd be in the mine, in the the um, the, the miners area, and uh, you this, this whistle would blow and everyone in the city would know that someone had died in the mines, but it's different now. So this is the world's most famous silver mine. And I, I myself uh, pick up rocks and I think I can see some silver in it. You know, this is pretty amazing. There's a lot of silver still there, the silver city. And there's silver city videos, silver city auto. It's all silver, 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 silver. And of course, um, uh, we're at this junction of history uh, of the Silver City, a historical city, and it's a beautiful, beautiful city. The uh, um, the buildings uh, lit up at night. There's uh, artistically there's artistic lighting. Some of the trees have these beautiful patterns projected onto them at night, and it's a very friendly uh, friendly place. And you can walk everywhere. You can walk from the the post office to the, to the to the supermarkets to the playing grounds to the hospitals. It's an ideal place. So above it, here up on the land load, I would like to place a silver atom, and I'd like to go into what a silver atom looks like and how I'd like to put it up there. So it's an art installation, and I'd like to put it up there for one year in 2022. Um, so during the day, you can't see it, but at night, a large, I'd say four meter white projection screen, circular projection screen is placed up there on the visitors information center. So bear in mind at night, uh, at the moment, you've got the, the monuments and the the trees being lit up uh, at night in Broken Hill. It's still quiet, beautiful place. Um, the place is full and full of animals, cats and dogs and pets. And at night you can hear this, this barking. Yeah, occasionally you hear this barking erupt and it goes through the city and then quiets, quiets down. The city has got 1,000, uh, 18,000, 17,000 people in it. 
Um, so it's it's big by Australian standards. It's it's a megatropolis, a Burke, which is the next city, a thousand kilometres to the north, um, also in New South Wales. So it's only got a mere. 1,400 people. You do the maths, I've been told. You do the maths. Yeah, done the maths, yeah. It's a tenth the size. So uh, Broken Hill's got it all. It's got supermarkets, um, cinemas. It's it's a real fantastic place. And it's got the centre at the top with this at the top. So you can see this visitor's information centre is perched up there, this, this place. And I want to, at night erect a circular um, screen. Um, now, this is uh, getting across people's objections. Uh, if, if you want to do build a monument, you have to get everyone's approval. But an art installation for a year put out during at night time, perhaps we might be able to get away with it. Uh, onto this, I want to project a... Um, uh, the output of a laser beam. Now, you, you, most people think of a laser beam as going to a very tiny point, but that point can be expanded and it can actually paint the surface of the circular um, projection screen. Now, um, it sort of is this thing, and this is to represent a silver atom. And you know, how does it do it? You know, why isn't it like a sculpture? Why can't we do it like a sculpture? Well, this is the entire thing about quantum physics. Quantum physics goes beyond the simple stuff that a teacher can show you. So if they show you an atom, they'll show you, a, or an electron, they'll show you a ping pong ball. But electrons in quantum physics don't have an outside or an inside. They are a wave function, so they exist forever. They only come into existence around the atom, and they're not exclusive. So an electron in quantum physics is bigger than a proton and a neutron. Electron, the nucleus is sitting as a wave within the electron wave. And in fact, all the electrons are waves within waves and stuff like that. And... Um, it's um, electrons, in general, the most simple electron is described by Gaussian, which is e to the minus x squared. Don't worry, it's, it's like this um, normal distribution. Most people will see that because they'll often see themselves placed somewhere on a normal distribution. That, that really brings it alive. But it, it, it doesn't stop or end. And I, for a long while, thought she was, I want a... a Silver atoms, Silver City, Silver atoms important in quantum physics. This is the way I want it up the top there. But um, how can I do it? How can I actually build a representation of something in quantum physics which educated but didn't misdirect people? So the problem is at school, um, it's misdirection built upon misdirection. Now, the school electron. Um, besides all things, you can actually calculate the energy density of the electric field outside that electron, and it goes as uh, e squared, um, e squared on on one and r squared, and 
pretty much soon, once you get a small electron, there's too much energy. There's no room for mass of the electron. It's all taken up in the energy of the field. It's, it's impossible in many, many aspects of it. That electron, if it was a physical object like the ping pong ball, which can actually bounce on and hit the um, hit the nucleus, it would bounce and hit the nucleus and destroy all of us. The electron, the uh, atoms are um, a lot less busy than um, what people depicted. This is the electrons flying around the outside. The electrons are motionless in in, in a way, in the way that we think of motion. They're they're, they're motionless. They're serenely quiet and still. And they are spinning, but spinning in a way that we can't quite operate. We can't understand. It's their, their complex phase is rotating as we would do. There would be a vector for the complex phase and that's spinning around. But the atoms themselves are stationary just as well because you're built out of proteins and the proteins are built out of pretty well solid unchanging atoms and the electrons aren't moving around there they're they're, they're stationary they are their phases are moving around all the place uh, and that's not to say that atoms uh the shape of these um things can't change they do change with the emission and uh, absorption of light. Light is a pulsation, like a, a sculpting hand of space, electric field coming in and it, and it pulsates it and, it, and it, it shifts it, shifts an atom from one state to another stable state. There's no, none of this is jumping. I don't know. Like it, it's sort of like, um, you know, someone has um, stolen something at the shops and they make one lie after the other lie after the other lie. I, I, I find, I find the Bohr atom quite actually intellectually repulsive, and I, I find it unethical the way that people come up and keep on making up. Well, how come you've got the goods? You know, you've stolen from a grandma. Oh, I like old people's purses well how come the money's out of the person in your pocket it jumped there what it's just completely completely crazy so uh, it's time for us to say we've got this beam and we shine a laser on it and this laser um, is through a pinhole uh, a Gaussian filter will produce a Gaussian light pattern on this sheet. Uh, now, I'd say probably a 3-watt, 5-watt laser would be fantastic. And that light will bounce off the sheet and appear as a true quantum atom. It won't have a distinct edge. It will just, if it's 4 metres across, you'll still be able to see it there and you'll see it doesn't, I can't really pick the edge of it. It's, 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 a, it's glowy stuff. And to say, well, is this a legitimate description of an atom? And indeed, um, I thought, well, this is the only way to get it mathematically right. But then I thought back to my undergraduate days where we had the beauty of a gas-filled helium-neon laser. 
and we were able to adjust the mirrors and create standing wave modes within the laser beam. And it is true. And then I realized that throughout my life, um, my understanding of atoms and understanding of lasers and fiber optics all mixed together. So the fundamental mode um, is the 1S mode of an atom going th through. So the internal modes of a laser beam has long been used to describe the modes of an electron. Now, um, so, so it is a highly legitimate representation of an electron. And when people look up at night at Broken Hill and let us say that 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 more things happen broken hill will be a bit little bit more famous by then uh not just people people in there so broken hill put it in your um search engine look across you'll see and it'll be in, on the desert and you'll be able to zoom in in google earth and you'll be able to zoom in on this line line of load and you might be able to zoom in where this will be and this disc and laser beam on it and this um, um, this projection and uh, this to be projected uh, during 2022 as a monument to quantum physics now let us get let us get back to what is so fantastic about silver and what was actually going on in that experiment now silver uh, is in the periodic table and uh, you have um, the transitions metals. And if you go right to the end of the transition metals, at the very end, you get zinc, cadmium, mercury. And that they, for the transition metals, they're the noble gases of the metals. The ones back from it are copper, silver, gold. In fact, you could possibly have done this experiment with copper, silver, or gold, but silver is what they did it with. And silver's a bit unusual. So what happens is that silver is one away from the very last row of the transition metals. The transition metals have a, uh, a D shell. D stands for diffuse. And a D shell, uh, refers to an S is there's uh, there's radial node lines P there's one cut one angular cut and D there's two angular cuts now the thing with silver is that um, what automatically happens is it fills up its its two radial slots and then it goes around filling up its D cell shell slots. Now, the important thing is that um, it's silver is one electron short of filling up its D shell. And due to quantum physics and due to special relativity, it prefers to actually take an electron out of its S slot and put it in its D slot. So what happens is that it's got, a, it's got a complete set of D electrons 
and an incomplete set of S electrons, which is great. S is, refers to the shell shape and stuff like that. So with the complete set of D electrons, every electron which has a magnetic field has cancelled itself out. And it's got two types of electron field. One is from uh, spinning around the nucleus. Now it doesn't spin around the nucleus as in that it has a, a phase which flushes through the electrons. But um, and now for each phase in one direction, it's got a phase in the other direction in its 2D shape. It's got five potential shapes and five ways uh, times two. Now this, the times two is due to the spin, this example of quantum physics. But uh, the S electron, the silver has an S electron and its S electron is not spinning. It is not moving as the way that we would understand it. In fact, um, the way it is, it is a wave function with these curves, you know. And if you can say, go back to um, hydrogen or helium, hydrogen has S, only S electrons. Uh, the S electrons um, are moving, but they're not moving radially in any in any sense, they're only so they're only moving um, sort of an angular movement. They're only moving in or away from the nucleus. This is one. There's one electron, and it's throughout all space. And parts of the electron before it reaches uh, the inflection point is falling inwards, and part of the electron uh, which is uh, from the nucleus out to the flexion point, the surface is actually uh, channeling outwards. Now, the motion, momentum, is the gradient of the wave function. So, the point here is that uh, the electron in silver, all the electrons are pulled out, and uh, if there's any motion of it, it's all the motion is cancelled out, and it's got this one electron on the outside which is not moving in our dimensions. It's, um, it's, uh, it's, it's got this stationary wave function, uh, which is, as it's increasing in, as it's building up, as it's building up, it's beginning to fall inwards. And if it starts reducing the amount it's building up uh, and it's sort of an inflection, it's rushing outwards, and this is the S electron. Bit hard to understand, but you don't draw it as a little dot and a little fly going around. It's this beautifully stationary thing. Now, uh, the thing with this is that this uh, should mean that it is insensitive to magnetic field. However, this stationary electron is actually moving in another dimension. Yes, quantum physics has X, Y, Z time and the spin dimension. Spin dimension is another dimension. Uh, so everything I have uh, has a series of coordinates for it. In fact, have six, well, really, 
series of dimensions. Uh, so we can have x, y, z time and spin up, spin down. And this spin up is a hidden dimension. So this is all very hard, I suppose, to understand or very complex to understand, but that's what it is. And uh, Stern Galact had these two Germans did this thing with the the um, uh, silver. Silver was known to have a one a a, a lone s electron. And now why you why it's called s is it's because looking at the spectra uh, the light from this electron, um, it's sharp. So s is for sharp. D is for diffuse. So. Its spectral line of silver was sharp. So they knew that this electron was not um, spinning around the thing. It was stationary. It was a state in our world, it's stationary. Uh, yet it had, could have, uh, it had another hidden dimension, a dimension beyond what I can teach at school. And this dimension beyond what I can teach at school meant that when the magnet went through a non-uniform field, it was pulled towards either away or towards the gradient. In fact, this is another complexity in school that people are taught that magnets attract, but that's not correct. Um, the mag magnets are attracted in a non-uniform field. It's one of these things. That, so if I have a, a dirty big, a huge magnet, and I bring an iron bar up to it. If it's a really huge magnet, the magnetic field is is um, uniform. Yes, the uh, bar, the if I have pulled the magnet up to it, that magnet will rotate like a compass. It will uh, talk, but it won't be pulled towards across it. You won't be able to separate it. So uh, if you say a non a non uniform field is a magnetic separator. So they fired the electric, the silvers uh, with these 1s, the, or the, they've got a single s electron, every other shell is complete, it's there, 1s electrons, and that s electron had no magnetic field due to any orbital, any rotational aspects of it. So then they were saying, it is showing, it is exhibiting a quantized spin, it's either spinning one way or another way with respect to the magnetic field. So it's either aligned or disaligned. And this is our first, if you'd like, non-piece non of paper way of doing it. So I could see phenomena and I could see in order to get from A to B, I had to introduce some quantum physics. I had to throw away the small stuff. This one, was at that very low level. And it's this important thing uh, that electrons don't have a surface and electrons um, don't spin around an atom besides not um, besides not having, you know, uh, going like a planet or, you know, or, or a scale electrics car around a place. Uh, they don't spin, the, the motion of an electron is in terms of the, you, you get the momentum from the gradient of the wave function. Um, so this is the differential, and it, it's very very much 
and um, it means that your uh, understanding of um, electrons and physics go in a direction and explains computers and things like that. So I hope in this episode uh, you have picked up that um, there is a bit to imagine, but this monument will help explain it. It's, uh, no, we're not there because we have been immersed in the real crime and punishment incarceration version of teaching bore stuff. And um, it is entirely appropriate that a silver atom should finally come out of the world's most rich silver deposit. And when the actual silver itself, in terms of value, monetary value is gone, it is now giving another piece of knowledge value and the knowledge value that silver gave human race has led to modern computers. Thanks a lot for listening. Thanks for listening to Peter Hill Explains. I'm Peter Hill. I hope you have enjoyed this particular episode. Try out an explanation with your friends and perhaps start a discussion. In the meantime, do more science.